Hello, welcome to the podcast for screw ups. This is Wally. Um, I am sitting by the uh, hole number uh, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It is a lot of holes. The uh, swimming pool, uh, which we call the poof hole, I'm sitting by the poof hole. Um, we're going to read a little mark this morning, and I'm going to talk to you uh, like always. Uh, the old life thing. Uh, oh, can I read this to you? I'm going to read this to you. Dang it! Good call, brain. Uh, Lord, that's probably from the Lord. Uh, this is uh, Toby Mac's lyrics to Faithfully. Um, and it's, uh, you know, one of those things he's dealing with is his son dies. So um, there's some honesty, you know, and there's some uh, real good stuff. And, like, uh, you know, I think everybody appreciates people who are honest. And, uh, like, uh, today I, I heard this song by Eminem. Uh, and he's talking about fighting with his wife, I guess, at the time, or girlfriend. I don't know what she is. Uh, but he's talking about hitting her. Uh, uh, I'll never do it again. So you don't really know if he actually does. But um, to me, that's the kind of honesty that um, can be dangerous because um, it can become approved. I mean, you know, like other guys might say, well, yeah, hit her. Man, she's terrible. That's why my girl is. Uh, which is terrible. You should never hit a girl, ever. There's no circumstance to hit a girl. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know who, when that changed uh, in the world. Um, this is just verse 1. It's been a long year. It almost took me down, I swear. Life was good. I'm not so sure we knew what we had. I'll never be the same man. I'll never feel the same like I felt before. Felt before. It's been a hard year. It almost took me down. And then the chorus... But when my world broke into pieces, you were there faithfully. When I cried out to you, Jesus, you made a way for me. I may never be the same man, but I man still believes. When I cried out to you, Jesus, you were there faithfully. Uh, I just like it. You know what I'm saying? Like and uh, his album and I know I've said this a few times I'm redundant I know that um, it's just it reminds me of the 80s and 90s Christian music where you could listen to the whole album and there's lots of in popular music that um, people had albums that were like that I mean you know we, if you go back to 8-track man if you didn't have a good album I mean people were suffering because they couldn't click forward um, that's just straight honesty. You know, anybody who is old enough to remember, I am. I was very young when I had one, but, um, yeah. So, Mark. I think we're still in Mark 10, believe it or not, man. We've been there forever. And I've been to ESV in it with you. Um, and I, I'm going to tell you something. I'm talking to you before I cut the grass. Mainly because I'm afraid I'm going to get frustrated with the gas. There ain't going to be no, uh, with the grass, there ain't going to be no gas for the water thing. I bet money. Um, and that, that just, if I had a business that involved cutting grass, my thing would be full of gas. <laughs> Unless I didn't have money. Um, that's the caveat emptor on that one. Um, okay. Still trying to get there. Sorry about that. Sorry for the, uh, delay. Okay, um, Jesus heals blind Bartimaeus. Um, and uh, let me just tell a little personal story right here. Uh, I worked centrifuge a million years ago, uh, back in the 90s. 
I actually worked 91, 92, 93, um, and I want to say this is 92. Um, and uh, the guy who preached, I want to say his name was Doug, but I wouldn't promise. He was from Texas. Uh, he's going to be a preacher. He was going to be a preacher, I believe, unless something happened that centrifuge discouraged him, which he could have because he got treated bad. Um, he got critiqued really hard by people on the staff, not by me. I, I was still pretty uh, tame. Uh, anyways, uh, I just remember him doing this Bartmaya story as a way to say I can change uh, how I do sermons for youth. Because uh, he had all the, he checked all the boxes um, that Centrifuge was looking for, you know, as far as schooling and seminary and all that stuff. Um, but I don't know if they listened to him speak um, to youth. Uh, so he's a preacher, there's no doubt. Um, sometimes some guys maybe shouldn't speak to youth, I guess. I mean, I don't know who am I to judge. Outside of the fact if I was, you know, uh, leading students, uh, which I'm not. Okay. And they came to Jericho. Oh, I, didn't, I just thought that Jericho is where the walls came down. Okay. And as he was leaving Jericho, his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind man, a beggar, blind man, beggar, the son of Timaeus was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him. Uh, like uh, in that society, he probably was taken to the road and dropped off every day um, so he could do his um, uh, begging, you know, so he could do what he needed to do to try to provide for his family. Uh, and I've heard in some of these Middle Eastern countries that are ran by uh, Shia or Sunni or stuff like that, I apologize to you if you are one of those. Uh, I'm not dogging, and I'm totally talking off rumor. Uh, but they say that uh, the disabled, oh, it was at school. Uh, that's how I know. Because, uh, you know, the people there are special needs a lot. And uh, the the people are from Jordan, maybe. And uh, they can't go home because if they did, their son would be taken away from them because he's not able to work a job. So if you're not physically able to work a job, then you're not any good in that society. And Jesus is just different. Um, and my guess is Bartimaeus has already heard this. That's why he's crying out. Plus, here again, it's somebody who's going to the right place with their trouble. Um just FYI on that. I mean, I'm 100% in on that. Uh, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man saying, take heart, get up, he is calling you. Throw off his, and he's throwing off his cloak. I guess cloak is like an overgarment. That's how I still haven't looked that up. Um, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Blind, remember. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Hell, he's a follower. How about that? Um, you know, a lot of people leave. Uh, he becomes a follower. Followed him on his, I follow him on the way. The way, the truth, and the life. That's Jesus. Um, he followed the way. Smart man. Um, you know, he forsook his parents because... I guess if he had parents, um, they were dropping him off every day because he needed to beg. That's got to be a tough, tough job. And, you know, I'm not saying there weren't scammers back in their time, 
but like I dislike people scamming me. Uh, and it happens a lot with people who are hustling for money. I call it hustling. Um, it's just uh, discouraging. Because nobody, uh, here's the thing about Americans. I'm just going to, I'm going to generalize Americans. We want to help people. Uh, we just don't want to be taken advantage of. It's like welfare, and I'm just going to say something political, and I apologize. I know it's going to hurt people's feelings. I apologize. Um, the point of welfare is to help people in need, not forever, not to make generational poverty because they're enslaving people. Um, you know, like I remember us doing something for an organization that helps with kids, and they need so much help, nobody could do Not even all the church could jump in and do everything they need to have done. Not that the church is trying. You know, that's, you know, my, my church happened to be, it wasn't my idea, it was somebody else's, it was an excellent idea. Um, the church still has a partnership with that agency, but they don't do everything that can be done there. That's, I think they're starting to branch out into uh, some er other areas. I just changed my coffee. It's kind of bitter today. Bitter is not better. Um, so they would ask. They would say, you know, can you, you have anybody who come talk to girls that um, only see their value in having a baby and getting on welfare? And that's what they said. I didn't say that. That's what they said. Um, and it, it's not hard to see three generations right off the bat. Uh, the grandmother, the mother, and the daughter, uh, all in the system, all being paid to not to not be married in one way, and to have kids. The more kids you have, the more money you get. Um, that's their only goal, this young girl, these young girls, uh, their only goal is to have babies. Um, and, you know, there's so much more. I'm, I'm not saying having babies isn't a great thing, because it is. Um, it's a really cool thing. Um, but there's more that a girl could do, possibly, uh, than just be a baby-making machine. Uh, and, you know, that, that makes me think about this thing I've been thinking about this morning. Uh, uh, 22 uh, girls in their 20s, young girls in their 20s. Uh, I had the privilege to be around them when I was in Tuscaloosa. Uh, young ladies in their 20s. Uh, I... Uh, my ministry doesn't always uh, help ladies uh, as much as it probably does guys, just because it's just more natural to, you know, play like play basketball. And by the way, man, I look so bald in those pictures. It's uh, it's tough to be bald because <laughs> when I do my hair, I do it down to a two, um, and it's my hair. I'm so daggum bald in the back. I can't, but I can't see it, so I don't know it. And those pictures showed it. <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, so there's a season of my life when I'm around 20-something 20 20 girls. Uh, and here's the thing. Uh, guys always want to date girls in their 20s. Um, these older dudes, these famous people, they want to date girls in their 20s because there's something about ladies in their 20s that they're not jaded, um, that the world hasn't crushed them a lot yet. Um, and here's the thing, sometimes it's older dudes who are doing the crushing. Um, and I don't do that, um, and I don't think of them that way. I think of them in that way 
that they're like my sister. Now, look, I've struggled with thinking thoughts about ladies, uh, lust. I've lusted. I've struggled with lust. Um, but I, 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 there's a distinction for me when I'm in ministry um, that I'm not hollering at girls. I'm not trying to be with girls. Like in Tuscaloosa, I was always um, thinking, man, I should stop and help people who are out walking because so many people are walking and sometimes it's far that they're walking. Um, but I, I resisted because I wasn't trying to be a creeper. You know, some people try to help to get something from people. I'm not one of those people. I'm just not. Um, the only thing I wanted to tell you about Jesus, uh, which I don't know if that's sneaky or not. But to me, it's enough kindness to give somebody a ride. It's like giving somebody a cool glass of water. It's that same notion, uh, that, you know, it might come back that I get another chance to talk to you or somebody else gets another chance. Um, I'm just a part of the thing. So so there's this season when I'm around these 20-year-olds, and um, I'm just excited for them. Uh, I led the small group for the part of the ministry, um, and I kept pushing people out of my group to go make more groups. Uh, so, you know, there for a while, there's... There's four or five um, small groups that are out of my small group, all college students. Um, and, yes, we're in a college town, but um, you know, we're not by the university. And I only know of two people who really kill it uh, with students that don't live by campus. And they're, they're big churches. Um, one of them I sent my resume, and they never said anything back. Because <laughs> uh, I, I felt real compelled, and I prayed about it, and I felt like I should send it. So I did. Um, it didn't go good. I mean, it's like everything else. Um, so, so twenty-two. Um, that it's that Taylor Swift song that made me think of it today too. Uh, I was listening to it this morning as I walked. Uh, so it's not all Christian music I'm listening to. Um, but I remember I had this job where I was driving about five thousand miles a week, delivering stuff to banks, uh, not money, but paperwork. Um, and I was driving this long route, and I was praying for these girls, these students that I knew. Um, and texting some, you know, encouragement, that kind of stuff, uh, mainly the leaders. Uh, you know, it, it, it's hard um, when you're in ministry to be able to pour into every person that comes your way. But the leaders, uh, when you're a leader and you're a leader of leaders, um, it's just a good model. Uh, it's the model that Jesus did. Um, just like me, I want to be a servant. I want to be a servant leader. Um, so, um, so that's that. Um, uh, oh, and, and man, there's this moment that I think about, and I've told this person that a lot, uh, that um, it's right at the end of her, uh, it's in her senior year, uh, I think she's done. And uh, I'm, uh, I can't remember what job I'm doing, but I'm I'm not super busy. I know I'm driving. I'm wondering if there's another job that went with it. And I'm wondering if I'm living in Tuscaloosa at the moment. Because I moved back and kept on serving, which was a bad move, by the way. Um, I, make, I make them, you know. I don't, I'm not just saying I'm a screw-up. I really do screw up. Uh, chief of all screw-ups, uh, Paul. How about that? 
um, on your podcast, you know, every gospel that you write or every book that you write, uh, that's your podcast. My podcast is this. Uh, it's not the gospel. Thank the Lord. Um, but they're watching, uh, they're watching Lost and, uh, they're hanging out every night because, and they're, and, uh, this girl and these two girls, especially, I don't think the second girl is still in Tuscaloosa at the time. Um, they're, they're leading one of the small groups and, uh, it's Carly and Katie, by the way, just for people who are uh, wondering who it is. If, you, if you're inside, you already know. Uh, um, so anyways, so Carly and a bunch of them are watching Lost. Uh, I can I can picture Joseph saying to me, making fun of me for liking Hurley. Uh, but they're, 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 <laughs> they're watching it, and they're talking about it. And uh, it just cracks me up, uh, that moment. But... Uh, one of those days in there, I go and hang out a night with them, and then the next day I'm hanging out with Carly, and uh, I wish this. I've told her this before. I wish I would have quit my job, or done my job less, the driving job, and hung out with Carly more when she was there in Tuscaloosa. Now I got what I got. Uh, you get what you get. That's what it's. A, it's the way it goes. But there are not many people that I would stop time to spend more time with in that moment. That's how special her she is to me. That's how special Katie is to me. That's how special all those uh, uh, people are. You know, uh, they uh, they came to my night of worship. Uh, I didn't make a night of worship till the fourth year or the third year. Uh, and it never became big. It never became a thing. But it was a night of worship. It's the same thing I'm doing on November 19th. There may be more people there. I don't know. It may be a... I, if we could do it at the 2420, I'd do it at the 2420. But the 2420 wouldn't be big enough, I think. I think. Um, so, um, so yeah, so that's, you know, and that's the biggest compliment. And I've, I've tried to say that to her in a letter, um, especially Carly. Uh, but I would freeze that time and go back. Now, for her, it, she wouldn't want to freeze it because there's things going on in her life, you know, that I know about now. I didn't know at the time. Um, so, um, but I'm so blessed to have been around them. And it gave me this thing that I don't know how to talk about it, except that it gave me some of the thing I would have gotten from having a sister uh, here. You know, my sister died really young, like, I'm 10, she's 8. Uh, she's hit and killed, dies instantly. That's my sister Tracy. Um, so I never got that, having a girl around, besides my mom, you know. Um, it would have been nice. Um, and I know that from being around these young ladies that were there uh, in that season. Um and I, back then, I wasn't calling it a season. I was just chugging through, you know, or not chugging through. I, towards the end there, I struggled bad, and I had those kidney stones, and I fell out, and I made bad decisions, and all that stuff happened in the midst of all that. Um, and that's another reason why I regret not um, just spending more time, simply. That's all I would have done. Um, not big conversations. Uh, I remember we walked around Target one day, uh, Carly and I, and I just was trying to quiz her on her life um, because I'm just for her. You know, like we have jokes. Um, there's this time when we do this mission trip, and only the girls want to do it. Um, and they work hard. They work their butts off. And she's up on a ladder, and I drop something, and it hits her in the head. Uh, 
a bucket, I think. Now, I still can't believe she, we didn't go to the hospital that day. But that's the day that I that I really, I think I probably proved to Carly that I was in with her was the day she was in the emergency room for something. Um, our little church couldn't do much for them. They did more for the church than the church could do for them, in my opinion. Um, and that's just my opinion, so. But, um, but I, you know, they're, they're just good. They're, they're so good to be around. Um, it was so good to be around the 22. That's why that, that song makes me think of that 22. Um, it reminds me of them because that song comes out when I'm driving that long route. Um, and I'm trying to get back. I'm always trying to get back to Tuscaloosa because Tuscaloosa is where ministry is in that moment. Um, and I may not be living there. I may be living back up here, you know, because I, I split time between here and there all that time, basically. Uh, you know, it was easier to work out of Birmingham than Tuscaloosa for me at that time. Uh, it probably still is. Uh, there's more jobs in Birmingham, especially somebody like me who's low-skilled. <laughs> so... Uh, so podcast people uh, thank you for listening uh, I, I know you're listening uh, I don't know who you are I don't see your faces and I'm not catering this to you but I'm for you I hope that you sense that uh, I need to pray for you I will be praying for just anonymous people um, it's crazy to me that a thousand people have listened I don't know if it's more than a thousand I, I'm not kind of trying to track it I'm not trying to make money off of it uh, you know what I'm not trying to make money off the book uh, that money's spent. I'm not trying to get it back. Um, if you would like a book from me, I got some left in my house. Um, just send me an email and say, Wally, I want a book. Here's my address, and I'll mail it to you. Uh, we don't have to know each other. Uh, but if you want me to know, you just say, yeah, well, obviously I'll get your name, but um, I don't think anybody will. But if you want one, I want you to get one. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want that for you. Um, and I think it's a good book. I don't think it's great. Uh, I think it represents me and my walk with the Lord and my pursuit of holiness, uh, my pursuit of it, not uh, Jerry Bridges. Um, and, man, Jason makes me sound so much better than I sound. Uh, and, Kobe, uh, when you get your copy, uh, I want you to know that um, your dad challenged me. Uh, he didn't – I don't – I don't know if he was trying to challenge me or if he was just, but he told me, he said, Wally, um, he's the one who said this, and I don't think it's harsh. I think it's a it's a fair thing. He said, Wally, you speak better than you do writing. You're going to have to do a lot of work on this book. Well, I did. Um, and I got a whole other person involved in that work to help me. His name's Jason Durant. Uh, Jason helped me with my flaws in writing. Um, he's not perfect either. He only went to corner. Uh, and UAB. Me, I went to uh, the old Tenacious Tigers, Pacific Palisades High School, and um, a little bit of Sanford. Sanford's the place where my teacher wrote on the paper, in red ink, you should have learned this in high school. My response to that always is, I went to minor. There you go. Uh, I'm sorry, Tenacious Tigers. Uh, our English department wasn't very good. Uh, uh, caveat for you out there if you're a teenager and you're listening and you're planning on not reading the book but watching the movie it's not going to work I I can just tell you uh, my friend Todd and I can tell you um, 
we had we looked at each other. I in my head, I still can remember us looking at each other and being like, "That wasn't in the movie." <laughs> oh, that's so good. It's so true and so good. Don't you love those when they collide? Uh, when something's so true and it's so good. Um, so, um, yeah. So uh, let the little children come to Jesus. Um, if I was you, I would be. Uh, crying out to Jesus if I'm in trouble uh, why did I do that nobody knows good lord yeah okay um, I was going to look at the scripture one more time before I leave um, oh uh, you know be like Bartimaeus uh, cry out to him ask him for help throw off your cloak I don't know what cloaks are. Um, I don't. We don't wear overgarments, you know. I don't think in the same way. Uh, so throw off your jackets and go to him, even if you're blind. Uh, like little kid at school, he's blind. Um, he's got the best smile, you know. There he is, um, and that you hate it when you hurt him. Like he, moving his legs can hurt him. Uh, that's what kind of people I'm around every day. They have needs. I don't. I can't say their names. I, I probably shouldn't have said where I work at. Um, I'm just for them, and I'm trying to do my best in that. And it's hard for me. And this week was hard. Um, like right now, I can't wash my clothes because the water's not spinning out, which means there's a trouble with the washer again. Um, you might say, "Well, Wally, that's part of life." Yeah, it's part of life. I had a car wreck, had a toothache, had to work, struggled at work, been tired, and now I can't wash my clothes. And I probably won't be able to cut the grass. <laughs> so, anyways, weeks are like that. You better be ready. Um, and just like old Rich Mullins said, uh, it's bound to come some trouble to your life. Reach out to Jesus and hold on tight. Because he's been there before and he knows what it's like. Um, or Toby Mac, you know. I cried out to you, Jesus. You were there faithfully. He is. And like I uh, struggle with sin this week, like uh, every week, uh, and uh, it may have been more premeditated sin this week, which is worse to me in my opinion. Uh, I don't rank my sins, but um, so it's weird that somebody wanted me to stumble this week, uh, and it was a hard week, and I couldn't shake it. I couldn't shake the hardness um, of the week. I just couldn't. And I kind of uh, fumbled uh, right at the goal line for the weekend or whatever. Um, it happens, man. And I confess my sins and I'm trying to repent. Um, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to keep doing the same sins over and over again. Um, so anyways, uh, that's that's enough real talk there to close out this one. Um, stand by for news. Just kidding. Uh, I think his name is Paul Harvey's his name. That's who I'm imitating. Um, he he owns this uh, good day. That's Paul Harvey. He, he passed away. So I'm saying this is the end of the old podcast. Good day. <laughs>